How is the gospel restrained in your own sphere of influence? Well, the rulers and the authorities arrested the apostles, but the gospel is not restrained. The living Christ rules over all and has all authority, and he will not let his gospel be restrained. The living Jesus sent an angel to release the apostles from jail. Then after they were released from prison, the angel instructed them, go back to the temple courts and share this message of new life. This message is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. Ancient faith for today's world. April 24th, 2022. Acts 5, 17-32. Easter Sunday is past. So, what happens next? Well, for many churches, what you're going to see is that the attendance will go down and it will return back to the levels it was before the excitement of Easter Sunday, Resurrection Day. And you'll see the same with the, the stores that had the, the sales and hyped commercialism around the Easter holiday. We'll move on to the next holiday, the next major commercialized holiday, Mother's Day. And they never actually even emphasized the Christian side of Easter anyways. But can someone who celebrated Easter Sunday as the day of resurrection of our Lord, can someone like that ever really just move on? What we see is our own sinful nature, which is scared to stick out its head in a world opposed to the resurrection joy, might be restrained. And the world around us might try to restrain the celebration and the joy that was there for many on Easter Sunday. And of course, the devil will try to restrain and silence the spread of the good news of Jesus alive. But what we see today is the gospel, the good news, marches victorious. As we turn to the book of Acts, chapter 5, we see how after the celebration of the, the first day of the resurrection, the first Easter, the gospel is victorious over restraint. Certainly, the attendance numbers did not decline after that first Easter celebration. After the resurrection of Jesus, we see the Holy Spirit working through the apostles and the disciples to spread the gospel news so that many heard and believed the message of the crucified and risen Jesus, who died and rose again for the forgiveness of sins. It says thousands were being added to their numbers, as the apostles met often daily, in fact, in the temple courtyards, a prominent place in ancient Jerusalem. But the rulers of Israel, the Sanhedrin, and the high priest took note of this, and Luke records for us that in jealousy, they arrested the apostles, these same people who arrested Jesus once, now arrested his apostles and threw them into the public jail to humiliate them, to silence them, and to restrain the gospel. So we see one of the reasons why the gospel is restrained. Those who are in authority, those who have positions of power and control, are jealous. Jealous of those who spread the message of the risen Jesus so that people believe and give their supreme allegiance and devotion to a man like Jesus, their living Savior. Luke reveals a second reason 
why the Gospels restrained. As these men brought the apostles on trial the next day, they said to them, you are determined to make us guilty of this man's blood. See, one reason the gospel is restrained is because the devil works through the desire of sinful flesh to be in control and the jealousy of someone who would be devoted to Christ. But another reason is the human heart is incapable of dealing with its guilt. It's still the same today, isn't it? The gospel is restrained as the devil works with this world and our own sinful hearts to exert control and to seize control away from God and also to try to manage guilt on our own instead of taking our guilt to the cross. We see that as the, the governing authorities will restrain the gospel. We have mission fields where the gospel cannot be openly shared because the rulers and authorities don't want it to be. And so our missionaries cannot publicly say they are sharing the gospel, but are in a sense tried to, the government tries to restrain them. And if I were to mention some of those mission fields, it would make their work all the more difficult if I were to say it online. So the gospel is restrained. And it's not just restrained in foreign mission fields. If you want to serve as a military chaplain in our nation, don't expect any support or any acceptance from our government if you are unwilling to not say Jesus is the only way, but to open paths of salvation apart from Jesus and to preach more than Jesus for salvation. The good news is restrained. And that's why we don't have any government-supported military chaplains in our church body, because they preach a way of salvation found in Christ alone. And the gospel's restrained, not just by the governing authorities, but by those who seize control over households and families. You know, I sadly heard a child who was scootering through our neighborhood say to me recently that she wants to come to our church, but her parents, they won't let her right now. So the gospel's restrained. And you'll find examples of a, a husband not wanting her his family to give offerings or to attend church services because he's jealous for his own family's control, attention, and wealth and has no allegiance to Christ. And you'll find a mother who is trying to get her children to come with her, her family to come with her to worship. They haven't been to worship since Easter Sunday, but she says, it's, it's going to be Mother's Day. Will you come now? The gospel is restrained. As people don't know how to exercise control and accept Christ. And people don't know how to manage their own guilt apart from Christ. And so they cease and try to cease the spread of the gospel, even in their own households. How is the gospel restrained in your own sphere of influence? Well, the rulers and the authorities arrested the apostles, but the gospel is not restrained. The same Jesus that we read about in the vision of John and Revelation is the Jesus who rules over his church. John pictures Jesus living and victorious, and he sees the living Jesus standing among his churches. God is with us. The living Christ rules over all and has all authority, and he will not let his gospel be restrained. 
the living Jesus sent an angel to release the apostles from jail. Then after they were released from prison, the angel instructed them, go back to the temple courts and share this message of new life. You see, everything had changed. They had new life because of the message of Jesus risen and victorious over sin. And so we see a change taking place. The Sanhedrin, you can imagine, were surprised when they found out the apostles were no longer in the jail, but then heard the report that they were once again in the temple courts, teaching and preaching about the risen and living Jesus. So, in shock, and evidently out of fear, they had the apostles gently escorted back to stand their trial. And they said to them, Didn't we command you not to preach in the name of this man and not to speak about this man anymore? Then we see a change that took place. Peter, who once had been so restrained and fearful of spreading the gospel, his cowardly, sinful, selfish nature restrained him from even saying he knew Jesus. He hid with the other apostles in fear as the gospel was restrained while they cowered in that upper, upper room, uh, that, that room, that hidden room. But the gospel would not be restrained. Peter, empowered by the Holy Spirit, Peter, a witness of the resurrection, now was changed. And he said to them, we must obey God rather than human beings. Peter's devotion, Peter's obedience and allegiance were driven by his faith in the risen and living Jesus. We see the gospel freed of all restraint. You know, things can change when something drastic happens. A famous cartoonist once uh, drew a cartoon in which he depicted two fishermen sitting in a boat. And there they were with their lines hanging out over the water. But in the background, they could see giant mushroom clouds. The cartoonist was depicting what they probably would have seen if there were nuclear weapons attacking the nearby cities. One of the men in the boat, as they're staring at this horrific scene of nuclear attack, realizes how much things have changed. And he says to his fishing partner, you know what this means, Norm? No more size restrictions and forget the limit. Anybody who's a diehard fisherman probably gets the joke or anyone who knows one. Well, those who are diehard fishers of people, who bring people to know the good news of Christ and into his kingdom, understand that things have changed. When Peter saw the living Jesus, you can imagine him saying to the other apostles, you know what this means. No more restrictions, and we can forget about the limit. We must obey God rather than men. The living Jesus had told them, go and make disciples of all nations. And the Sanhedrin, the threats, the fears, nothing would stop them, not even the devil himself, because they knew all restrictions, all restraining would fail. Jesus was alive. And so Peter told them, 
the God of our ancestors, has raised Jesus from the dead, whom you killed by hanging him on a cross. God exalted him to his own right hand as prince and savior, that he might bring Israel to repentance and forgive their sins. Do you catch what drove these apostles on? Jesus was alive. And as the living Lord, he had sent them to be his witnesses. And he had given them the message to bring people to repentance and to receive forgiveness of sins. All those who try to restrain the gospel need to hear this message. It cannot be restrained. All those who are struggling to control their citizens or to control their households and family need to hear this message that sets them free from the control of sin and death and the devil. Sins forgiven by a living Jesus. And all those who don't know how to handle their guilt, so they try to avoid the preaching of the gospel and try to avoid letting their family go and hear the message of the gospel, need to hear this. In Christ, he is Prince and Savior, one to whom we owe all devotion and whom we obey in faith. He brings repentance and forgiveness of sins. Jesus is alive. Everything has changed. And though Easter Sunday, yes, is past, its joy, its significance, its message goes on, and the gospel will not be restrained. Peter says, we are witnesses of these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. Instead of obeying those who would restrain the gospel, we obey God, our living God, who has given us the Holy Spirit and made us a witness, so that we can proclaim this message of freedom, freedom without restraint, and we can spread the good news of Christ alive to all people. Gather in that prominent place, be a witness, and be given the gift of the Holy Spirit as you, without restraint, spread the gospel news. This Easter season and every day,